Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to I Read It Online Somewhere, your first protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask. Like, why do you always wake up at the good part of the dream? I'm Ross and I'm joined by my co-host Andrew. Hello. And Amy. Hey guys. So based on what we did last week, uh, so last week we one of our stories was looking at if you could um, charge a phone from using an orange and a banana. How did that go, Amy? So we did actually try it. Um... And we posted the video, but it, yeah, it didn't work. So your what was your theory again? It was something to do so with. I thought it had to be to do with uh, having two metals that are sort of far apart in the reactivity series, uh, and that should allow ions to move between them. We tried a few different things. Um, so we tried what we saw on TikTok, and we tried a few other things, but they were American chargers, though. Yeah, that, well, that might have a difference. Right. I I so with the link that you sent. I watched the video, and I'm going to be Captain Skeptic here, right? But you never saw the fully connected charger. So the ca- the cable goes off, and then it's off out the video, and then the other <gasps> half of the cable comes in. I know, I was thinking about it. I was, we've, been, we've been punked. I think we've been punked. So our video does the same, but we've not done the trickery. Andrew, been up to anything interesting this week? Uh, no, so uh, we just back at school it's been a delightful heat wave up here uh which i know is kind of really sad for you guys but it's about time uh that we get some (laughs) nice hot weather up here except it is sweltering and there's absolutely no air and there is a massive influx of like the highland plague midges midges okay yeah i know wonder twitter was going there seriously talking about midges um, but actually, yeah, they, uh, genuinely, they have got really bad. So do you have to walk around sunbathing with a midget net on? Or? No, during the day, they're fine. Midges only come out at uh, dusk and dawn. So you're kind of you you're, you're fine. Inside, then. Retreat inside at 7 o'clock. Right, we're going to do our science stories of the week. And we're going to start off this week with Amy. Oh, what a gent. Um... Okay, so the story that I got was from The Guardian, a bit more highbrow than my usual Ooh. go-to. Um, the funny thing is it was actually in a more tabloid newspaper, but I forgot to screenshot the story, so I just Googled it, and the first one that came out was The Guardian. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I've gone that one. Um, so this story, the headline reads, 
Honey, better treatment for coughs and colds than antibiotics. Study claims. Discuss. Well, well, colds are a virus. So an antibiotic wouldn't have much effect at all on a virus. We'll go to our virology expert. Andrew? That is correct. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you were doing that. You were doing that thing when um, a de- you know delightful uh, other scientists when they come across a subject that isn't theirs. No disrespect. You're doing well. Keep going. But um, the absolute panic of is what I'm saying correct? And you yeah, you, you really I'm slow not, down your sure. explanation. <laughs> but no, no, you're fine. You're right. You're right. Uh, antibiotics wouldn't work on a virus. Yeah, and, and this is why they they don't want to use anti. Every, everyone that comes into the doctor, they want. They want the antibiotics because they think it's going to make them better. But yeah. if you've got a virus, it's not going to help. No. But it can actually make things worse because if you do have some sort of bacteria, the bacteria can become resistant to the antibiotic. Uh, yeah, so if you um, do it in sort of where you take the antibiotic and you don't take it for its full time or uh, you use an antibi- like you overuse an antibiotic, which is another thing, it can lead to, it. in some cases, it can lead to antibiotic resistance, which... It's what we don't want where we're kind of running out of antibiotics that we've got to use. So Yeah, that's when we're going to start getting super bugs and things like that. Is yeah, it? yeah. But so this is using honey instead. Yeah, so they're saying um, they did a study and it was actually this time with uh, like over a thousand people um, and they, they said it cleared up people's coughs quicker than, you know, I think, it, I think maybe antibiotics is slightly misleading because honey doesn't kill bacteria, I don't think. Or does it? Well, I think there is some discussion about that it can be used to kill bacteria. Uh, but again, bacteria, not viruses, um, because of its high sugar content. So it's a pre- you can use it as a preservative mm-hmm. against the growth of bacteria. So a bit like or how like you, like you get with, with jam, jams and, and yeah. or, or, or if you're one of those people who like salts their meats and, and things like that, they're, preserv- they're preserving as opposed to yeah, so it's presenting rather than uh, stopping the growth. Eh, sorry, rather than, yeah. Yeah, so, you, so you're just making it like a hostile environment for the bacteria to grow in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it won't actually grow. But, but, but why would honey help? Why does it help a cough? I don't well, get that. Well, I can only assume it, apart from the fact of it being mildly anti-bacterial uh, in terms of its high sugar content, um, its high sugar content will also act as like a lubricant. So it would mm. sort of coat the throat for maybe like a dry tickly cough. Um, yeah, because you know how you have like hot water, honey and lemon? Yeah, yeah. I've never even thought about it, but why that combo? Yeah, well, I, yeah. I read on somewhere before, online somewhere before that actually just honey and lemon is better than anything you can get, like the Cavonia or all these other yeah. things that claim they're for coughs and everything. Yeah, that's they, the other... They, they don't do anything more than honey and lemon. Yeah, and that's one of the other things as well. You also need to, you know, when you have got a cough, you need to make sure you're getting the right cough medicine. So a lot of people take um, expectorant cough medicines that bring up mucus and stuff when they've got a dry cough. So, you know, make sure you're getting the right cough medicine. But yeah, as I, I an alternative... Yeah, I which one's the right one. Well, I, so yeah, so as an alternative, um, yeah... Your your sort of honey and hot water and lemon is as good as anything else you could you could get in the meantime if you're not too sure. I mean, you can always go ask your pharmacist. Yeah, all I know is uh, 
I, I'm coughing. I don't know if it's dry or tickly or chesty. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just coughing. If, so I want if, cough medicine. If, don't say you're coughing. Like, oh yeah, this is not the time to be coughing. I am absolutely Danger. fine. <laughs> but you know, hypothetically, if you were coughing, uh, then if you're bringing stuff up, some mucus and things like that, um, it's a probably most likely it's a chesty cough. If it's a dry bark, or if it sounds like you're sort of like tickly bark type thing, that's most likely a dry cough. Um, but again, you know, obviously, you know, kids out there, make sure you speak to your doctor if the cough goes on for longer than three weeks. Um, just three get weeks? it checked. Is that how long it is? Three weeks, I think. Yeah. Well, I thought it was like seven days. Might be. Not too sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Dodgy healthcare advice. <laughs> okay. Right. The next story is going to be from me. Uh, so my, I'm going to start off with a question. Why do zebras have stripes? Amy. Um, so people don't think that they're donkeys. Okay. I know. I, I would say. I did put you on the spot there. So. Or like, <laughs> obviously I'm joking. Um, I don't know. I mean, animals usually have like different colors and stuff because it's like either camouflage, but I don't know what they're quite camouflaging for, or is it just to, like confuse their predators? That seems sensible. Andrew, yeah. what do you think? I would probably say that they have it for camouflage, but I feel like there's a tiny bit of like pattern recognition, you know, like barcode jokes about like that they can recognize each other from their patterns. But I'm not oh, too so sure. To help, so it's to help zebras identify their mates. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Well, according to a new paper published in the journal Proceedings of the Royal Society B. Hmm. Um, one of the reasons they might have stripes is to help them dazzle flies to stop them getting parasites. Oh. Oh, like you mean flies are, are like, I'm really intrigued. So horse I'll... flies want to sort of nip down and have a bit of blood. And in doing so, sometimes they pass on a parasite to the zebra. And the parasite could cause it to die. Oh. Uh, so what it's suggesting here is by having the stripes... They, they did tests just with rugs, um, they had striped rugs and unstriped rugs, and the flies just flew into the, the striped ones, they couldn't tell how close they were. Uh-huh. Whereas the plain one, which would be something like a horse or an antelope, they could tell uh, how close they were, so they could land and then they could start sucking blood. Oh, that's cool. So, so it's a th- yeah, just one of the theories, because if you think about it, if you look at the surroundings of a zebra, it might... It, could help with the camouflage, but it almost makes them stand out a little bit. Yeah. Um, but obviously they can run quite fast, so they can get away from most predators. Uh, so, yeah, maybe the stripes are to stop flies eating on them. Interesting that they're oh. the only animal that are similar to them, like a donkey. Like, donkeys don't have that. No, they don't. But, but where maybe are horse zebras from, are... though? They're from, like, Africa. They're in Madagascar? You, yeah, you can find them yeah. in... Uh, well... I think I think you can find them in uh, it's mostly central Africa. Yeah, Southern Africa, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, so maybe it's with the heat they've more likely to get horse flies and donkeys. Don't know where they're from. Yeah, in the UK and yeah. <laughs> Tetsi uh, There's a donkey in Bethlehem. There was a that donkey is, in Bethlehem. Yeah. yeah, that's true. There was. Mhm. Yeah, so cool, that was an interesting that one. Interesting. Mhm. Okay. Uh we're going to go into our last story this week which is Andrew. Hello. Okay, so guys, mine is called, I mean, it is a little bit scary, 
and you know the nights are getting darker it, we're coming close to halloween and my, the title of mine was scary enough lifeless objects stare at you everywhere a new study explains why they won't quit now um this is a phenomena that i'm just gonna just double check how i pronounce again called pareidolia okay now uh, oh. this thing of pareidolia is where we can see faces in lifeless objects so i'm not talking about like buzz and, and woody are like sitting across from you and they're staring at you they, they obviously have real faces not real faces they're not real oh, oh this is confusing but um you know where you see faces in like pots and pans or you know like or is, a, is it like the thing you see like old photographs and you see a face in the background but it's just the sort of smudgings make it look yeah like or like or there. you know um on the article it's really funny like they've got like tons of pictures and it's like uh, where there's like two holes and a brick and then there's like a smaller hole in the middle that makes the two eyes two eyes and the mouth so it's your or you know if you look at like a plug socket um it's the human's ability to um we're we're programmed in our in our minds to recognize faces and then use yeah. that recognition to sort of determine whether or not this thing is a danger but it's so ingrained in our system this evolutionary advantage um about detecting faces that we actually just det start to detect faces everywhere so if you've ever done that one of where um i think sometimes you can see it i've seen it going around like facebook and instagram recently of um it's a bit of wood that looks like an ostrich has run into it um or sometimes you see like sid the sloth in a bit of wood um, and it's because what you're doing is your brain is actually detecting the face, um, which is quite cool. I think it's yeah, quite cool no, to sort good. of see faces everywhere. Do you know what? I actually knew this because I studied it at uni. <gasps> we did, uh, this is my third year abroad and I was not sober for most of it. So this is, this is all I can remember. All I can remember was it was a guy called Gestalt oh. who, who came up with this theory that our brain are, is programmed to see faces. And we actually went to go and see Richard, what's his name? Richard Wiseman. Oh, Richard, yeah, so well, I was going to say Richard Dawkins, no, but... Yeah. <laughs> Another scientist, but different. Richard uh, Wiseman. Yeah, Richard Wiseman. He's written a book, uh, Paranormality, oh. um, which is sort of one of my favourite books. And it talks about this, and actually it's why a lot of people think they see ghosts, is because, as you mentioned mm -hmm. earlier, we're evolutionary programmed to see faces. Well, yeah, it's... Because um, I suppose it's oh, like seeing, you know, like the face of Jesus or the uh, the face of Mary Magdalene, like in things. Yeah. Um, you know, like toast. It's quite common. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's absolutely fascinating that this is like a thing. I love the brain. The brain is one of my favorite topics to teach about, and I think it's just fascinating all of these things that that happen. So yeah, um, try and look out for some faces staring back at you from lifeless yeah, no, objects the reason that you started reading reading paranormality was because you remember you were having night terrors when you yeah. were waking up and then you kept thinking you could see faces and it was like your dressing gown or something hanging up oh okay but you kept you kept thinking that you could see a face if it was there. like demons in the room every night at sort of one o'clock i'd wake up and but we saw him at the edinburgh science festival and I thought Ross was just dragging me onto something. And his main thing was about sleep and why we need a certain amount of hours of sleep. It was really interesting. Um, 
but yeah, he explained that he did loads of research into this because he couldn't sleep most nights because he was getting night terrors, and then they kind of stopped after that. Oh wow, yeah, that's really cool. Well, um, yeah, so I, I still wake up and recognize faces. So I wake up at sort of one o'clock in the morning, and on the wall or a dressing gown or something appears to be a face. But now I know it's just my brain. It's it's like an evolutionary thing because humans... always a scientist, even when he <laughs> yeah. sleeps, he's like. This is just an example of evolution. Well, I never used to be. I thought I was haunted. If I'm honest, at 1am, I just sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, so I l- learned that it's, yeah, it's an evolutionary thing to help us survive because the thing most likely to kill humans is another human. Uh, so we recognise faces uh, so that we can, if we do wake up and see a human face there, we can react quickly and do something. Yeah. Um, and our ancestors have obviously done that, and that's why they survived. Whereas the ancestors that haven't, died out so yeah so the the reason we can see ghosts and things like that is all because our ancestors were good at recognizing faces yeah. and staying alive that's really cool well i think what we'll do is um i'll put a link in the uh, description so if you want to get the book uh i'll put a link into it so, yeah so it's, it's a very good it. book I'd highly recommend. and if anyone wants to read my third year uni essay on gestalt just hit me up So guys, that was good stories. Thanks for that. Um, now, because we're getting a little bit more of a following on social, which is really cool. Shout out to um, our followers. Yeah, mm-hmm. big shout out. Um, we we put out a thing on Instagram where you can kind of ask questions earlier, and it's obviously me that kind of picks them up. So we've got we've got a few questions. So I'm just going to ask you guys. Um, I'm gonna go in big for the first one because <laughs> I just thought this was this was hilarious, and I genuinely do need to know the answer. I don't know if you guys will know it, but we'll see. Do koalas have chlamydia? Now I'm assuming this is a One Direction fan because I don't huh. know if you guys remember, but a few years ago, um, they all went to Australia, and then I think what the koala that like Harry Styles and Liam Payne held had chlamydia, so all the tabloids were like Harry and Liam may have chlamydia. Yeah, no, I I remember this. This is weird. This is uh this has come up in conversation twice this week. Not one of my normal things to have a conversation about. But uh, uh, sorry, Ross, I can totally jump in here. Um, yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> so you, you lost me at one direction. <laughs> so I'm aware of who they are, but I don't get the connection to koala. Yeah. Chlamydia. So um yeah so um koala um koalas can get chlamydia. Um, just like humans, they can pick it up. Um, I mean, so chlamydia is a sexually transmitted disease, um, and it's obviously passed over in bodily fluids. And I think the 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 fear was that the koalas had peed on the members of One Direction, and therefore there was a chance that they could have picked it up. Um, obviously, in this day and age, with our levels of cleaning, that's unlikely to happen. Um, but so can, yeah, can you get chlamydia just from getting peed on? Uh, if you, if the other person has chlamydia, potentially. Um, but I, I don't know enough about sexual it's, diseases. It's yet. highly unlikely. Um, but they don't have to like it's the chance. Life. Yeah, so so you would have to get it sort of um ingested somehow, or you know, like if it again, if it's don't uh, drink people's urine, guys. Con contacted, uh, sorry, contracted through, you know, unsanitary conditions. Um, so you know, obviously, like you would hope that once they'd sort of touch the animal. So again, guys. Again, regardless of COVID, uh, when you touch animals, you should really wash your hands soon after. Um, 
in case they get sort of transfer stuff onto you. But um, yeah, they do have chlamydia. But again, I don't want to tar the brush of koalas. Um, they're still recovering from the fires, so um, they don't all have chlamydia. I don't want to start that <laughs> rumour. That sounds like something from Mean Girls. Yeah, but they, but they can get it, can they? But they can get it, yeah. yeah. Um, koalas also have fingerprints, which I thought was quite interesting. Yeah, they're the only oh, other yeah. animal that can be identified from their fingerprints. Yeah, or they mm. they can be like mistaken for like human Just, fingerprints. Yeah, mistaken for like burglars in Australia and stuff. <laughs> um, or like if there's a crime scene and they like take a little koala print or something. To be fair, an, an army of koalas doing your robbing for you would be kind of cool. Very slow, but cool. And then just giving chlamydia everywhere. So next question, um, and Ross, I'm kind of going to aim this at you because you are an ex-swimmer, but why can't you eat 30 minutes before swimming? Why is that a thing? Um, well, I used to swim quite a lot, and it's not a thing. Um, <laughs> Ross used to just plow down <laughs> yeah. on Big Macs, then jump in the water. Yeah, no, you, you can do it. Um, I, th- I think it's not just specifically swimming. I think it's general exercise. You if you ate a big sort of roast dinner and then tried to do any sort of exercise within 30 minutes, you probably wouldn't feel that good and would maybe feel a bit nauseous. Why do you think, though, it, people think it's from swimming? Do you think people think that you'll, like, be heavier so you'll sink? I, th- I think people think it's to do with, like, nausea, so you'll be sick. And obviously being sick in the pool mm. is much worse than being oh, sick while out for a run. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, I need to tell you guys this. You know that rumour when you're younger that if you pee in a swimming pool, this blue stuff or purple stuff follows you around? Changes colour, yeah, I've heard that. Found out that isn't true. Really? Yeah. Huh. I'm sure it could be true. Nope. <laughs> I'm, sure you could, I'm sure you could get a chemical that Wait, could if, change. Wait, if there was koalas swimming... And that's when that's probably when the chemical would be in case they're just passing chlamydia in the Oh, okay. Mm. Fair um, enough. But yeah, I just thought that was quite interesting. Apparently, can koalas not... swim? Oh, find out episode six. A <laughs> <laughs> question for next week. <laughs> it's like Inception questions from yeah. it, but then the answering <laughs> question podcast. Questions. Yeah. Um, okay, so basically, it's not. It it doesn't matter. You might just feel a bit sick. Doing well, yeah, exercise. yeah. You will. You will sick, yeah. feel sick doing any sort of exercise, but it's not specific to swimming. Go to Toby Carvery, get your money's worth, and then just like go and swim twenty lengths would be probably quite brutal for anyone. But even just the walk back to the car after Toby Carvery <laughs> is pretty, pretty brutal. <laughs> That's fair. Um, cool. Okay. Well, at least that one's answered. Um, next question was: Why do you wake up at the best part of a dream? I sometimes oh. wake up at the worst part of the dream as well, and then I can't get back to sleep because it's usually the, mi- the middle of the night. Do you know this one, Andrew? Yeah, so like it's actually the same reason for both. So um, regardless if it's a good dream or a bad dream, uh, like your activity in your brain is leading you and increasing up to the point of where that like thing is about to happen, which is why you wake up. So most people experience it um, either with the good part or the bad part, but most people experience it frequently with the whole I'm falling. And then, you know, so it, it falls on the same question of why do you wake up before you hit the ground when you fall? And it's because your brain activity has moved you out of your deep sleep into your lighter sleep and then just wakes you up. Um, because is, is the falling thing not more, uh, I've read somewhere, that it's an evolutionary thing again that... If we used to sleep in trees, like let's say our ancestors used you to sleep in trees. You literally just told me this at Edinburgh Zoo when we were looking at the monkeys. So. 
if we had a common ancestor, they probably slept in trees to avoid predators. And if you're sleeping in a tree, you might do a little sort of roll or something, and then to make sure you don't fall out the tree, humans, well, I don't know if this is correct or not, but humans have an inbuilt thing to wake themselves up quickly so that they can grab onto something. There, yeah, no, no, no. Um, there definitely is. I don't know if it's related to the dream because I, I don't know if our common ancestors were talking about those dreams. But um, we also have, obviously, you've got your inner ear, which determines where you are. So that detects that you've moved within space. Um, yeah. So your gravity situation, so we're able to detect gravity. Um, I that don't. I, I think we have it generally under control in terms of we know where we are. But if you have ever picked up a pig or a piglet, um, uh, they start squealing. <laughs> no. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, well, bad. you know, get yourself down to Gorgie Farm and uh, <laughs> like pick up, like, well, don't pick up a pig and just run away with it. That's Please don't do they're that. Also they're also huge. They're, they're really ones. heavy. <laughs> but, yeah, but when you pick up a pig, they, they know they're not on the ground. So they're quite sensitive to their um, ability to... Uh, to to gravity sort of not gravity but they know they're not on the ground so they start squealing um so just a just a tiny little interesting thing nothing to do with a person picking them up nothing to do with a person picking them up they're hugging them and lifting them up yeah yeah i'm happy with that oh no i'm off the ground yeah. now i'm unhappy yeah. now i'm gonna scream Homer um, Simpson. Go- <laughs> oh yeah spider pig <laughs> going back to the sleeping thing and i'm gonna give another shout out to richard glassman because also in that show he he did loads of research on um, why we have bad dreams and things like that. And our worst dreams are right at the beginning of our sleep because mm. it's us getting rid of all our bad thoughts of the day. That's why when you wake up at like one or two o'clock in the morning, if you've had a bad dream, it's like it feels really bad. And it is an evolutionary thing from something. I just remember. I don't know the exact, but yeah. I remember him saying that. Um, and then... As your sleep goes on, you have nicer dreams. Yeah. Because it's your you're getting more positive thoughts or something. Which I suppose maybe I'll which, maybe tweet him and ask which him. Suppose <laughs> I suppose falls into the bit of when you have a great dream, and then you some you know sometimes people want to uh, roll over and go back into the same dream. Um, some people struggle with that. Uh, you know when you're having like one of those really good dreams and you think oh I'll just the alarm goes off you're like oh, I just got five more minutes. And you try and fall back asleep again to get back into the dream because you want to find out what happened next. Um, yeah, but when you go back in, stuff always changes. Yep. It's, it's never the same as it was. Never the same as it was. I have one more question for you guys because we've got a little bit of time. Uh, this this came through Instagram. Does the moon cause tides? You know how people say that? It causes yeah. tides. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. it does. Okay, explain <laughs> And um, so the earth, the moon is attracted to the earth, the earth is attracted to the moon. Um, and while we're all more attracted to the earth than the moon, um, there is an attraction to the moon. Uh, we, a lot of attraction there. A lot of attraction, yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, so that we, we can't really move, we're sort of too big and heavy to move. However, water molecules can move, um, so they get pulled closer to the moon, so the the whole of the seas, if you imagine it, sort of bulge towards the moon. And then the bits that aren't half the world away from that point. So the bit closest to the moon will have a high tide, wherever that is. Uh, half the world away will be a low tide. 
but then on the opposite side of the moon will also be a high tide. Okay, but why does the moon cause tides? Is it something to do with like its gravitational pull? Uh, yeah, it is that. Yeah. So clever. Well done. Well done. It has really, mine. really break, making up for last week and my <laughs> oxygen B thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, basically it, it does. Um, the sun also causes tides, so the sun will have an effect as well. Yeah, but that's because when the moon goes, the sun comes out. <laughs> no, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> I am joking, but when, when we were doing research for the podcast and I was Googling, like, what are the most common science questions that people ask? And there was an article that came up and it was, like, the most science the most common science questions that parents ask Google, and this was one of them. Like, people actually thought the sun and the moon were the same thing. They just, like, flip over. Well, I don't know. If you watch Teletubbies, you see the sun goes away, and there's a baby in it. I don't know. There's no moon. Wow. There's no moon. You can see the moon during the day sometimes, so that proves they're not the same thing. Oh, yeah, that's true. People still need other proof. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think um, I think conspiracy theories might be another version of the podcast. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah, well, send that, us your conspiracies. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, we might do a conspiracy special. Great. Well, that was all the questions that that came through this week. Um, well, not all the questions, but the ones that I felt it was appropriate to <laughs> to say. Um, but the good questions. Yeah. So I think that kind of wraps us up for this week, guys. Okay, so guys, as usual, um, if you've got a question you want to send in or you want to contact us to uh, ask about any of the science or correct us on any of the science that we've t- spoke about today, uh, please email iredditos at gmail.com or contact us on Instagram, Twitter or Facebook and now TikTok at iredditos. Uh, we are also now on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and you can now listen to us on Alexa. Sorry that I've now just started everybody's Alexas. Uh, you just ask them to play the podcast I read online somewhere, and she'll start playing. Please tell others about the podcasts. Leave us reviews, likes, comments, um, and it really sort of helps us in the charts that... Um, we're sort of seeing so really glad that you find us popular and thank you to everybody who's left a review or um sort of uh, comments um it's been really nice to sort of read what you've you've been saying so that's us for this episode and we will see you next time bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.